0: Marty, do you understand those big
1: words? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be succinct justin. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: I reckon I reckon you do. Those reports are some are some are you know they're they're quite extensive and in detail and very well written. I mean even I understand them, so definitely you'll understand them.
1: Well, the thing about it is the the way these reports are laid out, they're to, really to highlight What's going on and what has went on in, in Irish whiskey, and it's i mean—the figures in them are really quite remarkable. I mean, the first report is the Irish whiskey report from the Irish Whiskey Association, and it sort of details from 2010 to 2020. Now, obviously, 2020 is a write-off year. I think everybody just writes it off, but the, the four words by David stableton of the Connaught Distillery. Who he's the chair of the Irish Whiskey Association. And in it he really there's one key bit in it that I really like. He talks about the you know the re-establishment of the Irish whiskey industry and so on. But there's one little bit that he puts in it. There's thirty-eight operational distilleries now in the whole of Ireland. And thirty-three of them are as he says located outside of ireland's cities delivering jobs commerce and visitors to communities across the island now that to me is fabulous that people are so interested in irish whiskey that they're prepared to go off the beaten track to go and discover it because later on in the report it talks about the tourism aspect and in 2019 there was over a million visitors to Irish whiskey distilleries. So people are prepared to go away from the centres and you're bringing tourism. It's it's such a boost to the economy. Can, Orden,
0: can ordinary fungus. punters get their hand on these reports? Can, can we put up a link and, and give people these reports or is it oh, trade yeah. only?
1: No, no, there's they're, they're, they're available for anybody who's interested. They can go on and have a look at them and go through them.
0: So what, what we'll do is then on our Facebook page where you can follow us, Irish Whiskey Review, <laughs> we'll actually put links to these on here, Marty, so that yeah. people can see them and have a look. Uh, you know, obviously this is a podcast. People are listening when they're on their way to work, on the train, maybe driving the car, maybe walking yeah. the dogs. They can't look at the report, but they might want to at one point because... A lot of these reports are pictorial now, and you can actually see a lot of things behind the scenes as well in them.
1: Well, a picture paints a thousand words, Justin. It's very, very true saying. Mm. Uh, I mean, if anyone does get their hands on these reports and wants to have a look at them, and even bring up some topics on our whiskey show that yep. goes live on Saturday nights at ten o'clock, yeah, feel feel free to do so. Yep. Um, our our show, as you, as everyone's well aware. It's a bit of bunter. It's not. We don't try and ladle laden it up with too much data and fact. And you know where uh, some of the some of the more nerdy aspects of of uh, whiskey. But uh, yeah, get your hands on them and have a look.
0: Basically, if you're having a glass on Saturday night at ten p.m., go on YouTube, Irish whiskey review, and have a glass with us. Basically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we try and have some guests on a little bit of bunter and chat. This week's, by the way. It's a bit contrived this week. I've been doing a lot of research for this. It's about whiskey places. Now, that's a key thing. It's a, I can't narrow it down to one definite factor, but let's just say we we might be asking for investors, Justin. We might be asking for investors.
0: Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> You may
1: have to dig into your pockets.
0: Oh no! Oh no! Oh, right. L- listen. Let's get back to these reports. Okay. Uh, the whiskey, the Irish whiskey, twenty ten to twenty twenty. It's a look back. What does what, what does it tell about the future of Irish whiskey? Is, is it is it good, bad, or indifferent?
1: Well, it's the same as everything else, Justin. There's there's loads and loads of opportunity, but there's also some challenges. Um, on on page 4 of the 30 there's there's an opportunities and challenges and the one that sort of jumps out at me for, and certainly in terms of the opportunities is the, the tourism aspect me and you and I both work in tourism and as there's more and more distilleries there's more and more attractions because Ireland has fabulous things to come and see but most of them tend to be scenic mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. there's, there's not an awful lot other than uh, scenery and some of the historical stuff
0: what you're saying is they're all they're all outdoors and if it rains like
1: today it's a washout. <laughs> pretty much you know I I often find myself but whenever I first started doing the, the guiding when you you meet someone and they come over here in, in our summer and and it's a very wet summer and you you apologized you said oh I'm awful sorry because well, yeah, so but invariably people would say, "Oh, don't worry about it. I'm from I'm from Arizona. Mm-hmm. I get 360 days of sunshine a year. I don't mind about rain. Yeah. You know." But yeah. but what the point I'm trying to make is the, the tourism aspect has such growth potential for all the areas that these distilleries appear in. People come along and they can have shopping experiences as as the some of the rural villages and so on and so forth i mean if you could travel all the way down to dingle which is just the scenery is amazing but once you get there there's it's there's not a huge amount to do you know there's there's things to see and places to eat but now you've got a a dedicated attraction
0: yes and I, people can actually go to see I'm with you i mean let's face it we all know we've seen that report out carrie lost 400 million euro or something like that there's something something silly you know
1: yeah i mean the whole i mean tourism obviously for 2020 was absolutely annihilated but with these rural visitor attractions I, i i say this all the time a rising tide lifts all ships if you can have a distillery that people are coming to see even in fairly small numbers to start with anyway as the people come they need places to stay. They want to go to places to eat. They want to go and see stuff while they're there. And it, the benefit, it, it's, it's kind of like a spider's web. Everything can grow out from it and, and touch a lot, a lot of places. You know, it's a fabulous industry. So now, they've basically been redrawn the map over
0: the past uh, few years because there was only half a dozen distilleries uh, half a dozen years ago, and now there's half a dozen distilleries more uh, th- this year or last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's a list of distilleries and when they opened. Now there's some controversy at the top, um, <laughs> the, the, the early ones because it says Bushmills 1784. Bushmills would like you they like to have you think it was 1608, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's lots of debate about that. But, uh, Kilbe Kilbegan, it says 1757, but they only really started distilling again back in 2007. I think it, was, it actually says at the bottom of the report, 2007. Yeah. So really that's the, and even when they started then, there wasn't a huge amount of stuff being pumped out. Uh-huh. You know, you, you can really do more on the top of a kitchen table, you know, okay. um, so really you had three up until 2007 then you had in 2013 dingle and Eklundville both opening now dingle have been um selling their stuff now for a couple of years and to great acclaim i must say uh it is superb stuff it doesn't taste as young as it actually is you know Mm -hmm. um we're still waiting on but then you had 2014 you had what four more came online uh 2015 there was another three 2016 two 2017 a couple 2018 you had four then 2019 boom there's a, a pile come on 2020 even in that those conditions you had in 2020 the blacks distillery sleeve league crawley glendree Hinch, temporary missile you know these are all just literally brand new and more coming online this year so i mean it's just enormous i can't wait that we uh, come out of lockdown and can go to
0: trips with with people i mean a lot of people especially the local ones have asked us when are we're doing a trip and uh, well we're sort of we're tentatively planning that in the background aren't we really
1: well obviously there's no point in making any firm um, commitments or or Obligations just at the minute, but yeah, we'll, we're going to try and see if we can get uh, once once things open up, we'll see about getting day trips away and taking taking our band of merry uh, yobos <laughs> all around the country. Okay. So-
0: Okay, okay. Um, We've other maybe exclusive things in the pipeline as well, but won't won't give it away too too soon. Just watch the show uh, on uh, Saturday nights, 10pm, Irish Whiskey Review on YouTube, and you can catch up again on Anchor here as well uh, if you want to listen to the audio version of it. Now, uh, what else did you conclude from this uh, Irish Whiskey report of the past decade?
1: Now, the report... Says that there's been 1.55 billion euro <clears throat> invested in Irish whiskey in 10 years. But when you read down the report, 400 million of that was at Middleton. It was actually Irish distillers who, in some ways, have. Uh, everybody knows that Jameson's the big sell in Irish whiskey, uh, primarily in the US. But they've, they've been reinvesting in their own brands and they've brought on their, you know, their new expressions and are heading towards a bit more of a, a, a premium side of the market as well because Jameson's fairly secure. So they're just trying to, if you br- like bring on these different new, uh, the method and madness stuff, uh, whatnot has has really taken, found its foot. Uh, so it'll be coming online a bit more. Till the more due. Uh, grants have invested, and they are another hundred million euro. So I mean, these are vast sums of money, and they are. So a third of that investment. Really comes from two two, investors investing in themselves, so. When you think of it, you have those, uh. Three four distilleries, if you like. A third of that investment was actually in themselves. Bush Mills, that's another massive investment. The figures aren't in it for in this report as to just how much uh, Jose Cuervo have invested in Bush Mills. So that remaining billion euro is really for the other 30-plus distilleries. Which, once you start breaking that down, and then you have to take away the amount that's been invested in... Uh, whisky bonders and people who are just buying spirit from other people, they don't have a distillery, but they're buying spirit from other people and bonding it and bottling it themselves. It goes to show you that actually the cost of establishing a distillery, albeit out of the hands of just the ordinary punter, it's not prohibitive. It's not that expensive to actually get the distillery just up and running. The, 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 the legacy costs of it, the, the costs that are going to be, you're going to have to weather for a number of years is, is quite huge. You know, there's a lot of lean years coming whenever you set up a distillery for whiskey. But the benefits, the, 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 the initial outlay to the benefits to the wider society in terms of tourism, in terms of employment, in terms of, you know, supporting the farming industry, all of this... It's really enormous you know and it's it's really a fabulous all the, all the way across the board you know
0: there's a certain element of uh, environmental sustainability involved in establishing these small whiskey distilleries then isn't there
1: well they don't have a huge uh, impact in terms of in terms of co2 you know in, ter- in terms of pollution a lot of it would be considered um uh, Uh, really carbon neutral because you're taking your uh, your barley and so on and you're processing it but it's really you're not creating that much now they have um, they do have some environmental uh, elements in this sustainability and agriculture they're wanting to bring down There's CO2, obviously, everybody is. But one of the things is, it was flagged up that dairy farming, a quarter of the emissions of dairy farming, cereal, sorry, cereal production is a quarter of the amount of CO2 production that dairy farming has. But... Yeah, but
0: wanting to put a bum bag in cows or on their mouth to stop the, the <laughs> methane coming out next morning. Don't be doing that.
1: No, no, no. You can't you can't upset me daisy the cows. That's cruel. But barley production has actually dropped 60% in in the last sort of 30 years. And what they're wanting to do is obviously use Irish barley. I mean, you, Irish distilleries don't legally have to use Irish barley, but of course they want to. So... As they, if they can get more Irish um, producing uh, barley, then that helps the environment as well, you know.
0: Right. Well, it's a good thing. As long as the barley in the north is still British, we're all right. <laughs> well, here they we go. <laughs>
1: About well, Brexit. <laughs> Forget that. Have a drink. Forget that. Have a drink.
0: Forget Trump. Have uh, a drink. Have a drink. Uh, oh, Just have uh, a drink. Uh,
1: yeah, I think you need a lot more than a drink to get rid of Trump. <laughs> Raise from the oh. Yeah. We, don't, we,
0: we we don't we don't we don't do any crap. The only crap we are interested in is the good crap, and that is whiskey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, one of the things uh, really. It's just mind blowing. Is in terms of the global sales, Irish whiskey has grown one hundred and forty percent in ten years. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just remarkable. It's the fastest growing drinks category in the world. You're going and to was, tell
0: me. You're going to tell me this. This whopper now that, that nobody really believes that we've been talking to that we're we're going to surpass Scotland anytime soon
1: well according to the report there's a little diagram here it says that we're going to surpass scottish whiskey in 2029 now i think that's massively ambitious and amb- ambitious i should say uh i mean the gap between the two is is it, even now is enormous and i don't see this graph says that Scotch whiskey is going to be on the decline. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, it's Look, a powerhouse.
0: Uh, listen, I've got a great idea. Why don't we hire some gallow glasses, get a few boats together, get a raiding party together, and go over and wipe out a few of the distilleries, and, and then they'll, they'll have to come here looking looking the the, the stuff again.
1: Mm. <laughs> so what you're saying is paint ourselves blue and shout, FREEDOM! Brave apart, Take a big sword and shout, get Mel Gibson. <laughs> And we'll head over
0: so, so, something like that, way that's what they used to do, isn't that really how whiskey ended up over there, or was it diary or something like that? there he, he kidnapped the daughter and then they had to send the whiskey over because he couldn't stick her anymore or something like that. That was something. How <laughs> like a, a drink to forget
1: it? <laughs> well, really, one of the one of the big things was the, the a law passed in sixteen o nine, the year after Bush Bills was granted its license, was the, the statutes of Iona, which prohibited. Uh, the Western Isles of Scotland from drinking French wine, from importing French wine, which was what they primarily would have drank, all your Bordeaux and your clarets. So when they weren't allowed to drink wine, they decided to drink this uh, right, Irish. Good. I'm going to call what them Freedom
0: gonna... Chips from now on. Will that work? No. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Uh, free.
1: I don't. Let me think. Let me think. What would What would you call it? Um, the Freedom Chips. Ah. Uh, I, I was trying to think. Um, I've no idea. It doesn't rhyme. Liber, liberate it, liquid. <laughs> d- d- so, something like that, yeah.
0: Something like that. So listen, is, is is that that report done and dusted? Is there anything more that we should be looking at in that report? We've, we've well, done the tourism. We've done the visitors. We've done growing the economy. We've, we've done jobs, look, look, agriculture.
1: There's, no, there's a couple of quick things I just want to touch on. The countries of seal, the top 30 Irish whiskey markets... 2019 and the and the change element of them in the us the us buys 50 50 percent really of the, the irish whiskey united states has changed in 10 years 255 percent increase that's that massive absolutely massive but the big one is if you go down to nigeria <laughs> nigeria has increased Nine thousand two hundred percent. That's that's like the inflation of Zimbabwe growth. So as it's huge, from
0: well, well, that doesn't really surprise me. Isn't Nigeria where one of the Guinness breweries is? Isn't it?
1: Yeah, the, the, the I think Guinness is the best-selling alcoholic drink in Lagos, as far as I remember. I mean, it's 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 sort of sort of incredible, but it's nonetheless true. But uh, nine thousand percent increase. As I say, that's like. One of the African countries, inflation. <laughs> well,
0: it, it 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 is it is. So listen, if people want to catch up with the show this week, it's uh, Saturday night, ten p.m. Irish Whiskey Review on YouTube and on facebook and also it goes up on anchor uh saturday night sunday the audio version of it as well people uh, can, we're encouraging people as always to subscribe hit the bell and comment like and share and get involved in the shows aren't we
1: yep and don't forget to hit the bell ding ding because that alerts you whenever we post something up now one thing i will say is i haven't put up any whiskey reviews for a day or two um one of the reasons being i've i'm not actually drinking as much i'm trying to sort of you know the january not the, not dry january because oh you are becoming
0: a vegan next for god's sake
1: oh yes uh, i would be wearing mock leather uh scandals and uh <laughs> <laughs> and buying a yurt no 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 it's just i i think every january i sort of cut down or else go off booze totally for a month but i was going to go off it for the month but then i'd remembered we're in lockdown, and it's a very, very long month. So, But I, I think I've just left it for a day or two, and uh, don't worry, we'll be coming back to doing the reviews again very soon.
0: So listen, we want to find out more in-depth about Irish Whiskey and, and maybe a few other spirits as well here. What about this other report, the Drinks International 2021
1: one? Well, if you scroll down, obviously there's, there's lots of stuff. How they came about with this, they they went to the top bars that they reckon they didn't go eat all the bars but they went to the top bars really all around the world and started asking them you know what are you using what's your best sellers what do you think is you know your trending etc etc and there's some really quite interesting stuff uh the, the world's number one according to them is plantation rum now rum rum's something that all people really talked about was like Bacardi or, or old navy rum for a, for years and years and years. But it's a it's got as much really as much history as as whiskey and it's it's packed full of flavour and there's some of them are really really good. Uh, even even Ireland now with uh, Cologne have brought out the first proper Irish made rum.
0: I'd like to try that one myself. You know, but it's oh, it's getting hard to get now, isn't
1: it? It's fabulous stuff, but it's it's part it's going to be part of their core range they're going to be bringing it out on a regular basis. So uh, again, the, the rum is well worth trying if you haven't tried any of the the not wouldn't need necessarily say new rums because lots of them have been on the go for a long time, but they've experienced huge growth and really quite similar in many regards to to whiskey. But if you go down this report and go to the section on Irish whiskey it's really quite interesting because it goes on it does the same as ever and it says oh from back when nobody would have had stuff but now 92% of respondents of our survey stuck Irish whiskey in their bar obviously with uh, Jameson being the, the, the big one it's got and I quote it's got an everyman taste profile, it's affordable and might well come with incentives. Yeah, well, it probably does. But then you throw in black barrel, crested, and castmates expressions, and you have whiskies for all for most occasions, which is quite true. But interestingly, number two in the best selling. Now these, remember these are the premium bars. This is not just every bar, this is your premium bars. Number two's Teeling. which I find quite interesting, really, because I, I didn't think that Teeling had necessarily that much exposure across that that uh, demographic. I, I don't know why I didn't think that, but it's just, I, I automatically assumed that it would be obviously Jameson being the, the big one. You,
0: you thought it would be a fishy and arrows only would know about Tealing. Is, is that what you're saying?
1: Well, at the, <laughs> I didn't think in terms of sales, Teeling is well behind Tullamore Dew and Bush Mills in terms of overall sales. It's a good strong position and growing quite quickly. But I didn't think that it would have been the best selling at the, the the top, you know, the top of these bars, you know. I just I'm quite surprised by that. But the real shock in terms of best selling brands isn't the top bit of this, it's the bottom one the J.J. Corey best-selling brands in these top bars. To give you an idea of just how quickly J.J. Corey has got there, J.J. Corey was crowdfunding in 2015. They they really only started five years ago. They're not a distillery. They are a bottler and a, and a bonder. They, they buy their spirit in and obviously get it to their specifications. And to go from really start up in 2015 to making it onto this list is just it's incredible it's really really impressive and then again in the top trending brands you look at the at the list and number six the dead rabbit the dead rabbit is a whiskey from the bar in new york which is has been said to be the best bar in the world started by two guys from belfast yeah he worked at, used to work in the merchant hotel now they're at number six in terms of trending now the, the whiskey's not a again. The, they don't have a distillery or so on it's, it's a bought-in spirit but to, to be on that list then you go down
0: how um, are they managing to do this i mean is the brand so strong That uh, must be
1: it really i, I mean people must Really, I mean, I've never been to the Dead Rabbit. I've never, I've never been to New York. Um, I have, but I haven't been to
0: the Dead Rabbit. But uh, I'd heard about it before I went, but I didn't go. Didn't go.
1: But uh, I mean, the brand—it's obviously impressive. Um, but,
0: you know why? Because I don't do, I don't do Irish bars and holidays because most of them are not, <laughs> most of them are plastic. And I thought, uh, well,
1: yeah. I'm not really into that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Well, whenever you think of uh, what you're trying to say, is, Justin when you go to an American bar. A, a bar in the states that's a, a an Irish bar and it's owned by someone called Pedro from Mexico. You think that's not authentic?
0: No, uh, like, uh, like uh, Jose Cuervo uh, on uh, Bushmills. Uh,
1: uh, I don't. I
0: don't have a problem <laughs> with that. I, I, if if I was in southern states of America, New Mexico, yes, I would go to a Mexican style Taverna place that hopefully yeah. was owned by a Mexican or had a chef that knew what he was doing. Uh, but listen, I don't go to fish and chip shops in Spain. Do you know what I'm
1: saying here? Yeah, I, I understand what you're I understand where you're going. Um but,
0: uh, but 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 saying that, what I've heard about the dead rabbit since I probably would go when 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 that new Dassault Falcon of ours arrives and we can head to the States.
1: <laughs> uh, whenever, whenever they line us up and get us our injections, we'll, we'll be able to free free again, free at last. But the, the top trending brands, another one I'll bring to, to light here is number 10 on that list too, is Writers Tears. Writers Tears I always think is a little bit underappreciated. I think it's a fabulous whiskey. Uh, they do a, a, an annual cask strength release and have done since 2011. I have a fair few of them. I don't have a full collection, but I have a few of them. And it's a fabulous whiskey, and it's nice to see it popping up here because I I, I think it's slightly overlooked. I think it's, it's a premium whiskey. It's a blend, uh, which 95% of Irish whiskies are. And, and to see it popping up there as a... I'm glad to see that, and I'd like to see that going up. But the I, JJ Corey one's the one that impresses me.
0: Have you covered any of them in your uh, newspaper column in, in the Sunday Life? I have
1: covered. I've covered a writer's tears, yeah, a while back, and I maybe need to revisit that at some point. Uh, the, but writer's tears—if you have—if anyone hasn't tried this, it's you normally get it at um, in Marks and Spencer stock. Uh, other brands may be available. Other suppliers may be available. But your local independent off-license. Normally, and this is the thing, guys, if you have a local independent off-license, if they don't have it on the shelf, ask them for it. Because they can order it from their suppliers a lot of the time and their distributors. If they don't have it, if you—if there's a whiskey that you're thinking of getting and you can't get and go and ask your local independent off-sales uh, liquor store, whatever, and they might be able to get you it.
0: Okay. And uh, very interesting report, this. I mean, it, it goes into world whiskeys, the Japanese, the Canadian as well. It mm-hmm. goes into American whiskies as well, separately. Uh, Scotch whiskies too. It really is a good report. You're going to put a link up and people are going to be able to download both these uh, Drinks yeah. International and the Irish Whiskey report for the past decade as well, yes?
1: Absolutely. And they can have a look at it. Because it really is it's quite interesting. If... Uh, you know, you get to find out what's the the best-selling cognac and so on and so forth, and what's trendy new brands and, you know, and this kind of thing. It's, it's nice enough to, to, to just get a a little bit of a...
0: Inspiration for 2021. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, you might see a name there or a bottle shape or, you know, something that might go, I've never heard of that, or I have to get a bottle of this, you know, so...
0: Lovely stuff. Well, uh, Murray McCauley, uh, I've been Justin McCartney. Uh, See you Saturday, 10pm then.
1: I shall see you then, my friend. Take care.